Welcome to We Book Celebrities Again. Hi, Dan. Hey, Danny. How's it going? Really, really good. How are you? I'm doing pretty top notch today. Yeah? I'd say. Yeah. Good day so far? Uh, pretty good day. Like, boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired. I feel like I might be starting to get sick. Like, oh, I'm no. fine now. But uh, maybe what, in... What's ailing you? It's like a, like a, you know, you get a scratchy, like sore throat sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's in the preliminary phases. Always scary. You know, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, there's something that's really improving my mood, though. What's that? The fact that we have a uh, high profile guest today. Probably the biggest name that we've gotten so far. I say so without a doubt yeah i think so uh do you get any work done on these days on these days i am pretty much just in my head yeah and hoping nobody notices the lack of work i'm doing because i can't think about anything else yeah uh do you tell your boss or any co-workers that you got uh this big guest showing up i haven't promoted it yet Mm -hmm. just because i know that you don't want to like call anything until it's completely official. So right. I've been like really playing it cool, uh-huh. taking it easy. And if I know you, I know you as Mr. Cool. I'm Mr. Cool, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, well, we have done a lot of preparation. We are staring at the person on TV right now uh, as we have prepared for this. We are. Uh, crotching everything. Oh, man. Uh, we got Miley Cyrus. The Miley Cyrus. To show up here. Uh, she's doing a big tour, passing through. Yep. Uh, that's the best part about having of uh, Chicago. Like a lot of people pass through, and uh, Kyle just kind of shows up and does his thing. He, you know, comes through. He 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 will send me a text or an email with uh, you know a, a promise. Right. And uh, we're able to do it. I mean, we've we've gotten some big, uh, really really. We've good gotten names. some big promises from him. Yeah, the promises have been great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So I know, you know, Tanya Harding was on a big tour right. uh, promoting one of her albums. Yeah. And now we got Miley coming through. Her her tour. album might be bigger than Tanya's. Not by much. No, not by not by a huge margin, but yeah. still significant. Yeah. Um all right. Well, enough uh, enough chit chat. Yeah. Oh, can I just say real quick? Yes. Uh Miley Cyrus is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Her mm-hmm. music that we can't stop song is like a, a sincere favorite. If really? I'm being completely honest, <laughs> like I will listen to that when I am alone and no one is around to judge me. Oh well, she will be very, very excited I know. to hear that. I, I can't wait to one just... more fan. Yeah. Well, good. Um, well, coming up next is the one and only Miley Cyrus right here on We Book Celebrities. So Yes. Hello. Okay. All right. Welcome back to We Book Celebrities. It's Dan Muller here. Uh, 
Well, not entirely alone. We have our guest here. Danny had to step out. He was a little bit starstruck. I think uh, it snuck up on him. But Miley, welcome to Danny's Hi, Dan. apartment. Hey, it's great. Are, are you uh, are you having a good time? How do you like the apartment? Oh, this is so nice. Uh, I'm really sad about your friend Danny who had to leave. Yeah. Uh, what I, I saw him run out as soon as I walked in. Uh, was he having uh, any issues? I heard that you guys were having some, some uh, throat problems. <laughs> it was that was actually me that was having oh, okay. the, the throat problems. Uh huh. Um, and and it sounds like you might be having some throat <laughs> problems too. No, my throat's just fine. This is I uh, I I eat a lot of Werthers. Usually is uh, oh the candies. Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, Billy, I don't call him Dad. Uh, it's just Billy. Oh yeah. Uh, he suggested Werthers twenty four seven. Right. Uh, and that's how I get my uh, my singing voice. That's how you get the signature rasp. Yeah. Well, I think Danny was just overtaken by the amount of uh, celebrity clout that you have. Uh-huh. I think it was just too much for him. Yeah. He. Uh, it looked like he fainted. Um, I, I, we do have medical professionals on, on site, so I, I think I think he'll oh, be Oh, for fine. this podcast, you for have he- medical? That's very impressive, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We do try to keep it uh, pretty professional in case things go wrong. I did not realize that a podcast has such uh, professional, high budget. Do you um, need anything like an EpiPen or everything's good so far? Okay. Um, I have used an EpiPen one time before, uh, but I used it on my dog. Oh, on your dog. Uh, but I was good. Okay. Everything's good. Um, we can maybe get into that story. No, not important. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm trying to, you know, see. I haven't done. I'll come clean, Miley. I haven't done Dan? a ton of celebrity interviews, mm-hmm. so uh, just you know, give out the information you're comfortable with. If there's something that's off limits, you know, feel free mm-hmm. to move on from the specific topic. I see. We All want right. we want you to be good here on the show. I know that's what Danny would want, also. Yeah, I I just wanted to do a podcast to just try and be as honest as possible. Uh, I've talked to Barbara Walters recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I just said the word fuck a lot, and NBC wasn't a fan of it. I didn't see that interview. But I just do whatever I want. You know, that's that's my mantra now. You're, I don't know if you've listened to Bangers or my uh, new album, Dead Pet Cemetery. No, it's you know, Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. I forgot how I titled it. You forgot already? I... I I've seen the Stephen King movie Pet <laughs> Cemetery. Is it like that? It is not based on that movie. It's based on Carrie. Carrie. Oh, okay. The other Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of okay. Stephen King. And Wayne Cohen. Uh, you know Wayne Cohen from The Flaming Lips? Yeah, I'm familiar. That's uh, We made an album together. That's The Honest Truth. Oh, that's The Honest Truth. Yeah. Okay. I just had a surprise album come out uh, like a week ago. I, you know what? I, I consider myself a moderate fan of your work, and I didn't know this. You did not know. I, I did. thought that was the only reason why you had me on this podcast. Well, you know, I, I, I am a fan. I think you're a fascinating human. Mm-hmm. But, appreciate uh, that. I don't know much about uh, your work at this point. I mean, certainly I've, I've heard a lot of your songs. That's only vaguely insulting, but I'm, I'm okay with <laughs> I'm, it, Dan. I'm, I'm I know you're nervous. Insulting. I know it's your first... That's uh, a couple of episodes in. Yeah, of this we book celebrities, and we've had a lot of uh, blunders on the show where where some celebrities have not shown up. So we're we're glad you're here. Yes, it is um, definitely uh, me, and I'm excited to be here. So um, I'm just trying not to blow this. 
I understand. Uh, you're doing well so far, so don't. Thanks, thanks, Miley. Don't be so nervous. Okay. Um, well, here, here's here's what what I want to do. I want to kind of just get into your career, and we'll we'll trace it back and and get into some good stuff. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, first, it, it's it's kind of a fascinating thing that you were a Disney Channel star. That's how you started, and then I see you on TV now, and you're you're not a Disney Channel star anymore. Let's go back to your roots. How did how did you get started with Disney? I started in Nashville. In Nashville. That's where I was born. Okay. Uh, and then obviously my father, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, great man. Brought me to LA. And uh, my first day of school, uh, I was about seven or eight, and I stepped into the classroom, and there were cameras there, and a whole crew, and they said, hey, this is actually a Disney show. Oh, so you never went to school. You you went to what you thought was a school, but it was actually a... I expected that to be my first day of school. I see. But it was actually Hannah Montana? Yeah. Ah. I don't know what Billy did... Uh, to get me, there was no audition. Uh, I hadn't sang a note. My well, I I sang like Happy Birthday a couple times. Okay, yeah, uh, I remember that album. But <laughs> just, I'm Dan. You're very funny sometimes, and I'm really glad I'm doing this interview with you. Uh, that's, that's an honor. Uh, that's that's what uh, Kyle told me. He said he's very funny. Oh yeah, you know you know Kyle. I I keep forgetting that you have a connection with my uh, with my cousin. Yes, your cousin's a very nice man. Uh, I'm glad you think so. He's gonna get uh, plugs, I think, is what he was telling me last time. Like hair plugs. Hair plugs. Oh, yeah. He, he hasn't shared that with me. No. He he needs them. I hope the procedure goes okay. He's a very bold man. We're we're maybe not as close as you think. Um, he helps me out here and there booking this show, but, uh, you, you sound like you're better friends with him than I am. We bird watch a lot. You bird watch. Oh, yeah. he's a big bird watcher yeah. fan, right? He, he, he loves it. He and his grandma. Yeah. My grandma as well. Yeah. Loves I've never watching. met her. She, he talks about her a lot. Jeez. I yeah. would think he'd have more interesting things to speak about in LA. Just a lot of birds. Just a lot of birds. There, there's some okay birds. I've made a few songs about birds. Have you? Uh, you know that Jackson Five Tweedledee, Tweedled, yeah. I that was my first cover. Oh, uh, you know I don't know if I've heard your version of it. It's pretty good. Me and Billy sang it together. Billy sang it. Okay. Mm. How is how is your dad, Billy? Billy's pretty good. Um, my uh my mom Trish. Trish. Yeah. That's right. She's the lesser known figure. Are they still together? My parents. Yeah. Yes. They are. Yes. They're Great. still happily married. Uh, she has, my mother had recently got angel wing tattoos. Uh, so that was a little upsetting for the whole family. The whole family? Yeah. Did you, did you grieve a little bit or? A little upset. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, did, do you remember the song that I did, uh, when I still had long hair, when I was in the cage, there was a music video and I was trying to like become the adult. Uh, that's not wrecking ball, is it? No, this is pre. Yeah, this is pre haircut. This is pre haircut, uh, which I assume is going to be a question because everybody asks me about my hair. You know, yeah, we'll probably get into it, but I, I didn't write that down to okay. be honest with you. I appreciate it. Yeah, though. like you're a good interviewer because you know I get tired of being asked the same questions, and so far I understand. Uh, 
these questions have been brand new to me. So okay, yeah, really this this we're trying to make uh, this kind of a unique experience. Like mm-hmm. any any interview show can mm-hmm. ask the obvious questions, but but we like to to go for something a little bit more heartfelt. I see. Yeah. Did I answer your first question? I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't think so. I so it sounds like you just stumbled onto this Disney career. I I always thought your dad maybe pressured you into it. I mean, I did sing with him a lot. Like, you know, obviously being from Nashville and him being um, very savvy in the music industry. Okay. Uh, I believe he hung out with uh, Walt a lot. Walt Disney? Walt. Really? Disney. I don't know if the timeline matches up. If you don't was, think so? I, I'm not. I don't want to doubt you. He might have lied to me. He might have lied. To, well, that's on him. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't really want to get into our relationship. I don't know if that's on your notepad. Um, it was a little okay. I'm I'm gonna I'll throw you a softball question then. Mm-hmm. Um, this your your dad's claim to fame is the song "Achy Breaky Heart." Yes. How do you feel about that song? Do you like it? It was my lullaby. He sang that to you to fall asleep to. Did you ever get sick of that or no? No. No. It was a beautiful song to fall asleep to. So, and yes, I, I was just gonna say let's let's say you're driving along and that song comes on the radio. Would you become tired? It's very dangerous to it's, listen to classic country while I'm driving. Yeah, that song comes on. I gotta stay at ten and two the whole time, so I can't move my hand to change the station. You're responsible in some ways. I've killed the dog <laughs> as I'm driving because I fell asleep. Uh, I was 18 years old. So that wasn't what influenced the dead, the dead pets. It might've been subconsciously. Okay. It might've been, uh, but really, really the, the EpiPen thing was the start of the dead pets, uh, album idea. Okay. But the dog that I killed, I fell asleep in the car cause Aggie Breaky Heart came on and had no, it's, it's way stronger than NyQuil. Uh, any plane that I'm on, I just ask the pilot to play it through the speakers. And they usually accommodate? Yeah. So I just fall right asleep. They huh. have said, why don't you just put headphones on? And I said, I'm goddamn Miley Cyrus. So the other, I assume you're in first class, but all of like Coach, coach has yep, to hear it as has well. Has to hear Aggy Breaky Heart. Um, it usually takes about half the song for me to fall asleep. Okay. All right, well, it's not too much of an inconvenience. They play it eight times afterwards, oh. just in case. <laughs> per your request, I'm yes. sure. Because if I wake up in the middle, you know, a couple minutes later, I'm not falling back asleep. And I don't want to have to ask Pilot Crace, Gary Crace. That's that's his, uh, that's your, your private personal pilot? Pri- pilot? Private pilot. Private pilot. Uh, but I just take him to every... Uh, Unite, I make him fly United, Southwest, oh, wherever, okay. whatever I go on, he flies the plane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- that seems like an efficient way to do things. Um, I did I did enjoy your song, Private Pilot. <laughs> I assume Damn, it's about so him. <laughs> I try and keep very stoic as Miley Cyrus, uh, but sometimes, you know, just interviewers make me laugh. Barbara did not make me laugh very much. Ah, she's, uh, not a, she's not a comedian no she's not and uh i'm gonna go to one of your shows this weekend oh that would be great so i'm gonna definitely oh watch awesome you. uh yeah private pilot was a pretty good song uh billy wrote that for me he i did wrote not it for write you. that oh, one wow no he uh he has writing credits on 
a large amount. I write some. Most of the ones about smoking weed, uh, having Those sex with people are mine. Okay. Um, but he did have one on this current one, uh, and it's about bowls with three Zs, but he wrote it. Bowls? Yeah, like smoking bowls. Like smoking bowls. Um, it's kind of creepy because it's kind of like old man trying to be cool. Yeah. But I sang it anyways. Well, that that's just a sign that you you have love and respect for your father. That's not I a do. bad thing. I care about that man a lot. Well, here's what I wonder: your father, as talented as he may be, mm-hmm. kind of have kind of has this reputation as sort of like this one hit wonder, achy breaky heart singing kind of dude, which is totally fine. He has a lot of credits uh, for writing beyond that, mm-hmm. but it seems in a lot of ways you've surpassed. Your your dad's legacy. How does that un- feel? It was uncomfortable uh, after the second gold record came out. Yeah, I can imagine. Is he upset or does he take it in stride? He hides it pretty well. Um, I saw him breaking some of my CDs oh. after it went gold. Uh, oh, no. So I had my official second hit and he just... So he internalized it to, the, to a certain amount. Yeah. You could tell he was mad. Okay. Yeah. I, but I think that's understandable, you know? Yeah. I mean, he sort of like laid the foundation for you to succeed. I mean, has he, has Are he, you saying the only, the only way I've succeeded is because of him? I want you to tell me that. I, I don't know if that's true. I, I feel like he definitely uh, gave you a platform that might've allowed him to invest in you recording an album, mm-hmm. uh, getting some exposure that maybe the average person wouldn't have had. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is that true? Is that fair? I think so. Okay. Uh, I think I was given opportunities, uh, to be placed in front of the right people. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I had to, I was given the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like basketball references, a lot uh, metaphors from. Have you seen uh, that number twenty three song that I sang with? Uh, oh yeah, you, where you like you got some jeans on or something. Like yeah, that, something like that. Yeah, you have a very lovely singing voice. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that song. Then, so that that started all my basketball metaphors. Uh, but I was given the ball, and I could either double travel or fumble, uh, or I could shoot and win. Which I think I have done. I think so. You know, he put you in a position to to succeed, but it was still ultimately on you to run with it, and and you've done that quite well. Correct. That's that's very true. I think there are plenty of daughters and sons of famous people. Yeah. Uh, who have given up? Oppor- who have been given opportunities? Right. And uh, I've just taken it. So he's helped. It's it's also very easy for you if you wanted to just squander that and then go live and be a rich kid and not perform and not do anything and oh, just sure. live off of his money. And, and you I didn't don't. do that. So congrats. Correct. And I do appreciate that. A lot of people say, you know, as a silver spoon, this is the only route that I was going to ever that mm-hmm. was ever going to happen. Sure. Um, but, you know, they didn't name me Destiny Hope for nothing. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't name you Destiny Hope Cyrus. Which a lot of people might not know is that's your your birth name. That is my actual name, and you don't go by that anymore. No more. No, uh, I was. It was about five years old when I realized that that name is stupid. It. I'm not arguing it. That. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but do do you still allow anybody to call you that? Billy. Billy. Okay. Billy and Trish. 
Billy and Trish. My sisters and brothers, no. Call me Miley. Call me Miley. And and I understand that the name Miley actually comes from a, a specific interesting place. Because I smiled so much as a little girl. And I, they called me Smiley. And then eventually they just dropped the S? I did. You did? Yeah. That was your choice. Because it was going to be Smiley Cyrus, which yeah. is tough to say. Yeah, too many S sounds. Yeah. So when we started Hannah Montana... Uh, it was gonna be Smiley Cyrus, uh, and I said no, Dad. I just let's go Miley. And they okay, said, Miley's not a name. Do you do you? You know, forgive me. I haven't seen Hannah Montana, the, mm-hmm. the television series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but in that show, there's you're kind of living a double life. You're you're Hannah Montana, this kid pop star correct and then what is your normal alias is it and then i play miley miley's oh okay it is not cyrus um you'd have to forgive me it's been many too long of years and you've done a lot of a lot of uh a lot of things since the, the what do you mean dan are you what are you alluding to you've had a lot of life experience uh up in the hollywood hills and i don't know maybe you've done some things that that makes those memories a little extra hazy are you alluding to drug use i've i've seen some of your videos it's okay dan i i, I talk very openly about all of these I'm, things yeah i'm sorry i i'm the one who's being i understand you're nervous yeah it's, it's quite all right i understand somebody of this stature uh just you and me you know a guy and a girl in a stranger's apartment even a stranger to you i don't know how i danny <laughs> let you and i just stay at his apartment for one that is peculiar, but but I think Danny really wanted the show to go on, mm. and despite him being overcome with all this emotion about you being here, he would he probably would have been upset had I not gone on to do the interview. Correct. So it's very good of you to take that basketball and keep going. That's what I'm doing. It. It's the same. It's the same uh, metaphor. Mm. So so I think we're we're connecting on that level. I this isn't so a too. total disaster. And I understand if you're nervous to uh, bring some things up. Yeah, I'm an sh- open book. Uh, any sexuality, any drug use. I talk very openly in my music on stage. Uh, I just like to be honest about stuff, Dan. And you can understand that as a comedian, right? I try to be as honest as I can mm-hmm. um, in, in my material. And I should bring that to my, my interviewing ability. So let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if this is true, but there's this drug out there that's, that's called Molly. Mm-hmm. I believe that much is true. Yes. I had for the longest time thought that that was called Miley, which was a drug named after you. No. That's not true at all. That is not true. Um, I do not know the origin of it. I use Molly a lot. You do. And I mentioned it in a song. Yeah, I I feel like you have. And people lost their mind. Yeah, because it's sort of like Miley, Molly coming together. Yeah. And those words sound too too much alike, and it's mm-hmm. it's this big thing. I do not think you're alone okay, uh, with thankfully. that assumption. And, uh, no, I just do. I did Molly a lot. It's kind of on its way out, I think. Uh, there's many well, different drugs that I do now. You know, I, I, I hang out with a lot of... A lot of idiot comics who who enjoy doing Molly. So only idiots do Molly, Dan. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to take a stance on this. I okay. think it's a dumb drug. I'm glad you take a stance. Yeah, though. I I appreciate that you're willing to. I'm not offended. 
Okay. And I want you to know that you are doing a good job interviewing. So if Danny was ever to leave ever again, it was just you and Danny's not in the room. Danny, I think, would know that you would be a good interviewer. That's great. That's great hearing that from somebody like yourself. Yes. Um, I, I'm probably just going to take a sound bite of that clip and just play that over and over uh, for Danny just in case he ever doubts me. You can make him listen to it eight times? Eight times mm-hmm. on the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, uh, I've i done Molly uh, quite you, a bit. Are you on Molly now? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, like, I, like from all that heavy drug use, I have forgotten things, uh, but I tried to be as sober as possible. For this and any other interview. That's good. That's probably a wise career move. I mean, it is early in the day. Yeah. Uh, so any interview after this it's might anybody. go downhill because there's Molly. Okay. <laughs> what I, is your... I May I ask you a question? Oh, I would love that. Mm-hmm. What... Um, what is your th- thank you for the beer by the way i hope i haven't been drinking it on the mic too loudly no i, I think it's fine we we run a pretty casual ship i noticed i appreciate yeah. it uh what uh what do you not like about molly um i have just heard some in fairness i'm not well read on it but i've heard some things that uh it it fucks with your serotonin levels and can make you really depressed mm-hmm. and has kind of long-term effects on your brain Whereas, like, I, I would prefer to just do drugs that have temporary mm-hmm. effects. I understand that. Uh, I think the risk and reward, the reward is so high that you got to live sometimes, baby, you know? Yeah, I can, I can actually sort of respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think the way my brain works, it doesn't view Molly as a good investment. Right. I see it as a, a short-term payoff for a lot of long-term bad things. I can respect that. Yeah, but I'm glad you enjoy it, and I, and like I, I said, I, I I am I'm friends with people who enjoy it as well. I Idiot just, friends, right? Uh, I I say that in an endearing way. I appreciate you it. You know, it, sure. it's like yeah, I don't approve of your decisions, but I still like you and respect what you're doing. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. Anyway, we can we can move on from from the Molly stuff and the whole and the whole partying scene. Mm-hmm. But but maybe we don't want to do that entirely. Um, you you've been through a lot, as I was saying. Yes, you've been through so much, and I was talking with Danny prior to his his uh, episode, and we discussed how the song "Party in the USA." You mm-hmm. remember that one? Yes, I do. That was kind of your turning point, where you were no longer this Disney star. I remember personally, you were being played. And at the college parties, everybody oh, was... Oh, really? Yeah. People... I don't know if people liked that song ironically or if they really saw it as like this college party jam mm-hmm. for adults. Mm-hmm. But that was a moment for you. Did you feel that at the time? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, it was a slightly... I wanted to reach out to the college kids. So to hear that from you really touches me. Uh, I just tried to talk about more adult things, you know, mention Jay-Z. Yeah. I hear the older kids like Jay-Z. It was, it was a pretty uh, great move on your part. Mm-hmm. That was, it was a simple math to just make a Jay-Z reference and you're in. And in all honesty, I didn't know who that was. You didn't know? Th- yeah, you were, you were probably like 15, 16 yeah. at the time and you're connecting with the co- college audience. Billy suggested it. He is just an entertainment mogul, that guy. Yeah. 
Well, it's cool. I I do have moments where I uh, remember rocking out to that song, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was a dumb college kid myself at that time, so I, you know, just just loved it. I loved the little guitar part at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I love it that gets you in the mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, everybody like quoted that song too. Everybody was like, uh, "This isn't a Nashville party anymore." Yeah, gotta bring back the roots. Yeah, it's it was it was a full going back home. Like it was the idea of looking back at the very beginning and looking forward, hanging out with Jay Z, partying in America. Yeah, it was. I think that Molly's kicking in. Oh, you did, oh you took some. Dirt. I, I Dan, I'm sorry. That's okay. I thought this was a five minute interview, like most interviews on TV. Uh, no. Ryan Seacrest was about eight minutes, and I was in and out, gone. Yeah, they don't like to get into the the real meaningful stuff, though. They just do the hey, you got an album coming out, uh, party, stick your tongue out. Yeah, and I I'm so t- my tongue hurts. Do you like doing that tongue? I thing? used to. And now it's just like... It's just a nervous tick. Whenever people take photos, I just stick my tongue out. I didn't know what to do. And now but it's now become... everybody's just... It's become this huge thing. <coughs> oh, man. Are you all right, Miley? Dan, it really hurts my throat sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope you're okay. Um, we, we, really, we really want the best for you here. Uh, Dan, I, I can't do this. Is everything okay? Um... I feel like an idiot. What? I, all right. Well, um, do you should, think people, should we explain? Or? Do you think people knew it was me? I don't know. I thought we were going uh, going along all right. Do you think so? Was my impression good? Maybe not. It's it sounded it sounded maybe like uh maybe like an adult man with a smoking problem. Uh huh. Well, I think that's I think that's what she sounds like sometimes. Though. I think I think that's very fair to state. I don't know if this was the right decision to trick our listeners like that. I do feel a little slimy, mm-hmm. you know, like I use car salesman. Right. Uh, okay, I guess we should just come clean for right. the listeners. That yeah. we didn't, we don't have Miley Cyrus here. That was, that was uh, my co-host Danny Schill. It was me the whole time doing uh, a, a certain level of impression of Miley Cyrus. I thought it was dead on. I called my mom earlier today uh-huh. and told her we're going to get Miley Cyrus. And my mom's like, hey, I've listened to the first two episodes. You haven't been getting your guests. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'll be her. And she listened to the impression and she said, baby, you got it. So your mom believed in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll, we will fool somebody for the first However many minutes that was. You think so? Uh, maybe your mom will will buy into it. I I do want to say this mm-hmm. uh, just about the show in general. Right. The show is called We Book Celebrities. It is. And we've booked celebrities. Right. They haven't shown up, but we've booked them. Yeah. So we're not totally so falsifying any, this. Yeah, any listener that is upset saying we have not booked a single celebrity. We've booked many. Yeah. It's not our fault that they don't follow through on their booking commitments. We've lived up to the title. I don't know what more they want. We we book them other and than for them to possibly show up. Do you think they they're assuming that we're booking them and interviewing them? I think that's how the business works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, usually there's something to follow the booking. <sighs> um 
maybe there's just a a, a a time zone problem. They're not sure when to show up. Mm-hmm. And they show up maybe an hour early or an hour late, and, and we're just not aware of it. Right. I think that's probably the most logical explanation. Oh, well, I had fun being Molly for a little bit. Yeah, I had, I had fun uh, interviewing uh, Miley. And, you know, if anything, moment. I think it was a good audition process. Uh, and I didn't know it was going to turn into that. But I think I think it was good to watch you just interview a very prominent celebrity. Granted, you weren't looking at her, and it wasn't her. Yeah, it it, it did help me, right? I think as as an interviewer and mm-hmm. as an artist, I I kind of got some. You stood new, your ground on the Molly. I did. I I hesitated a little bit. I saw the nerves. I yeah. understand when you're staring at a lady like that that wasn't actually there. Um. It's difficult to confront somebody when you have opposing views because right. like you can you can you have a choice in that moment. You can either be able to relate to them or you can really take a hard stance and then it's like, okay, now we've opened up the floodgates for some fighting. Right. Potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh it shouldn't be that way, but but I'm very non confrontational, so I don't like doing that. No. Well I I you know, you you could tell you were try you were treading the water, and I I appreciated that of just not like, well, I think drug use is you you didn't even want to say the word drug use, and I appreciated that. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe, but sometimes you gotta just be out with it. You gotta go in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, since we lied bald face to our listeners, we did. How do you think we make it up to them? We could continue to explore some Miley Cyrus uh, right. material. Yeah, I would. I I am curious what the rest of your questions were for this lady, because uh, she is an interesting human being. I think she's very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, especially. I think she's gotten more interesting as she's aged. Right. Um. I I think um, it's strange that that she thinks gender and and sexuality are just uh, social constructs. She also thinks uh, fatherhood is a social construct, apparently, too. Yes. <laughs> she, you can't really address anybody as as dad. No. It's got to be a first name thing. Uh, have you have you ever called your dad by his first name? Yeah. Or not dad? As a joke, maybe, but right. I don't think I would do that yeah. consistently. It's always so weird whenever there's a friend or, like, a girlfriend. That does it. Um, Jim. Is, I, it... it I can see how it's not disrespectful, but it feels disrespectful. Yeah, it feels. Yes, it does. Why do you think? Like, do you think there's some parents who are like, "No, don't call me dad. Call me, call me Jim." I'm the cool dad. Yeah, it's like I don't want to be confronted that I'm a dad and that I'm old. I, I just refer to me as a normal person. I I don't know. I've I've never asked anybody who calls their parents by their first names. I've never asked why yeah. or how they get to it. Yeah, it almost I always assume and whether it's wrong or not i it might be wrong but i was assuming the kid starts it maybe they go through their like rebellious teenage years yeah and then it's like they never go out of it yeah i i always think it is some type of rebellion by calling them tom uh I, yeah but that is an interesting point like though like i i think there might be some cool dads around that you know like there's teachers like oh don't call me Mr. Smith, call me George. I never had those teachers. Yeah, I I had like a George one okay. time. It felt it was weird. I guess I had professors like that in college. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that makes more informal. Yeah, that um, makes sense. 
but teachers it seems like you want you want to hide behind that name mm-hmm. so you have this like authority over the class yeah and it was in high school and it, yeah it did kind of feel it would be weird i don't want to be looked at as like a peer to the high school kids i want them to know that i'm in charge right that's how i would approach it if i was a teacher yeah you know and you're not a you're not a teacher right? i'm not for and with good reason <laughs> yeah um all right well um i i never got to ask miley anything you um, didn't i and i mean maybe i could pretend to be miley for the remainder yeah of the show. you know like why not we get uh um i mean maybe we could trick audience again yeah, maybe they just tuned out for the past, you know. Yeah, they might turn it five, down. Five, ten minutes, yeah. And like, oh, Miley's not here. And like, oh, we'll see if Miley actually showed up and they turn it up. Um, I, I could try to do that. Yeah, I, I would love to. Okay, uh, let's so, switch gears. So Miley. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, You dated Liam Hemsworth. I, I did. Good answer. <laughs> Uh, you sound like a person that I know. Uh, his name is Dave Metz. I don't know if other people know who this is. Uh, I don't. I don't know who that is. Right. Uh, so you you got married. Well, you got engaged to him at 19 years old. Right. 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 <laughs> well, would you, Dan? This is going great. Uh, I realize I'm not setting you up. You're a much better interviewer. Like I said. Uh, so you were 19. Do you think that was uh, the right age? Why do you think it ended? Before you guys actually got married. Well, we were just, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. I, I actually can't do this. I, I thought it would be a fun thing to try, but I really can't do this. Uh, what part? Is it just the voice that hurts or yeah. getting into the mind of Miley Cyrus? I think like I, I tried to attempt it sincerely and then you said it was like Dave Metz and then I started trying to be Dave Metz. Yeah. And then it's just like it's this whole thing that just fell apart. Uh-huh. Well, maybe that's good for the listener to know that we're not going to try that ever again. It probably is a great thing because we've now we've tried to slip it past them right. and now they're they're savvy mm-hmm. and it's like now we've got some quality control built up. Right. So the next episode you hear, you're not going to get an imposter. No, I mean you're obviously going to get a celebrity. A real booked celebrity. For sure, yes, cuz we do in fact book celebrities. Yes. Um, was there any, so we, uh, talked about the destiny hope thing. Uh, she is the second richest female musician out there. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift, number one, number one, Miley Cyrus following close behind. And then Katy Perry. And then Katy Perry below. That's, that's all good. I, I wonder what put those three like up there is it is it just music uh like taylor swift i think doesn't she have like clothing lines i think or, like, she's sell, just like, a perfume? mogul yeah damn i don't know if My- miley might have a clothing line or something she might uh i mean she has so much bizarre things now at this yeah point. i was actually talking with somebody at an open mic about like the richest musicians in general mm-hmm. and like you wouldn't think this unless you really uh spent some time about it Jimmy Buffett is one of the top dudes. I could, yeah, because he owns like all these restaurant oh, franchises, and he's still got all these fucking weird fans oh, yeah. that are so loyal uh, that come out and support him. Like that guy's killing it. Yeah, but like he he's such a inconsequential person in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's the type of people who just find their niche, or you know, they just put in the right type of thing. 
Because uh, the, the girlfriend actually owns a Margaritaville blender. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And, and that's money straight to him. It is. Yeah. And he owns a, a, a similar restaurant chain called Cheeseburger in Paradise. Does he really? Yeah. They're wow. both, they're they're two Jimmy Buffett owned things. Wow. I did not know. That. So is Margaritaville also a restaurant or is his restaurant that... Cause isn't there one on Navy Pier? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is that his cheeseburger in paradise or is that... They might be like a joined thing. Yeah. I think they're two separate entities though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But he's definitely... He he wrote those songs and he was like, I want more. I want to start getting into some other shit. Yeah. I wonder if you write a song like that and know that you will be able to capitalize on it financially. Huh. There's no way you can. I I think you just write a song, and you, yeah, I think what happens is you write the song, it's a hit, and then some businessman or whatever comes up to you and says, "Hey, I like your song about cheeseburgers. You should open up a restaurant." And they kind of like advise you, right? Yeah, I mean, do you, and do you think then people try to follow that and write songs that they know is a subject of? Like try my bake my bacon pancakes yeah. and like oh no now we have to get all these bacon pancakes and I that's a horrible example but you know I get what you're saying though yeah. and I think that would be very difficult to do it the other way around right I'm not there's definitely like a lot of shitty songs out there that makes me think like yeah maybe that's what they were trying to do but right like Nelly Air Force Ones but it was yeah. a thing before yeah. He probably just wanted some like free Air Force One, so he wrote yeah. the song and Nelly, uh, and Nike was like, "Here, take take as many as you want." And that's Thanks. not a bad that's not a bad angle. That's that's pretty smart, yeah. too. Um, but like to to start your franchise and like go about it, that it's probably very difficult. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, man, I don't there's know. just some people with a lot a lot of money from stuff. That but I don't know what Miley's about. doing. Uh, I don't know where her income is coming from. I'm sure she's still making Hannah Montana money, for one. Probably is. Does she get paid every time it's on the air? I would assume so. Yeah. I, I mean, Billy being as savvy as he is. That's the thing. He learned the business. Yeah. Like through his own ventures, and then now he's like, oh, I can apply that with my daughter. Yeah. And. He probably has all sorts of like agent contacts that know how to manage celebrities. So like she just turned into this machine. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah, cuz I think she, you know, has a certain amount of talent that carries her so far. Yeah, it's for sure. Right. Uh, cuz I mean she could have easily flopped out of Hannah Montana. She got man- Hannah Montana and yeah. got as big as she did. Uh, there's a lot of people who just don't transition into the adulthood like she did. That's fair. Um, but there is surprise. Like Selena Gomez, she was a Disney girl, right? I think. Yeah, uh, I don't know what show that was. Ariana Grande, I think, is another was one. Was another Disney kid? Yeah, I, I didn't think know that. so. I think maybe a Nickelodeon. But I think she was like a kid star. Yeah. Before I don't really know. Probably, I think. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah. It's so weird that they're all like so young, and now they're like kind of coming in a of age. Yeah, and it, I think Miley just went so far where. Like Selena Gomez, have you fully guilty, but not even guilty pleasure? I like the song about uh, looking good. I want to look good for you, good for you. <laughs> I have heard this. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, I enjoy that song. I'm not um, gonna. I I I said earlier, I I enjoy Miley's 
music. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, I'm really sad I didn't get to uh, Miley didn't get to ask you, but what is your favorite Miley Cyrus song? Oh, it's uh, it's it's we can't stop. Mm-hmm. It's the one with the weird ass video where she's just like partying in Hollywood, and like there's a dude eating like a, a money sandwich. It's like money on pieces of bread, mm-hmm. and there's like naked dolls, and like they're twerking, and it's just like it's the weirdest fucking thing. But the song is so catchy. It is, yeah. I I only got I think I only really got into it like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. When I first heard it, I was like, I don't really get it. Like I'm glad people like it. But it just didn't catch my ear and then after enough times like, oh, I actually it's, sing along to it. It's a great one. Yeah. I, I don't know why I enjoy it, but it just makes you feel like you're on an acid trip. In, in a positive way. It's not like right. it's not really a bad trip. That's good. Yeah, we yeah. don't want Miley to give anybody a bad trip. No. Um, I think the only we're uh, we're getting we're at forty five right oh, now. Oh, we're coming up. Okay. Uh, so we're getting close. Um, I did want to discuss her and yours. How you are you? Uh, are you pansexual? <laughs> I would say no. No. In my in my understanding of that term, I I would say no. Yeah, because I understand she is. Yeah, I think that just means you don't even. I didn't look it up, right? <laughs> but I, I think it just means like you let your body dictate who you're attracted. Like you don't, you don't, you don't, you're open to anything. Yeah. Kind of. That's what I understand it is too. I don't know the difference between that and bisexual because I thought bi I was either. both. Um, but I think pan is even like transgender or anything. Oh, okay. That, I think, okay. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. Cause I think bi is then just guy or girl. Yeah. But if you're like a guy that was a girl, you're not bi anymore. You're pansexual, I guess. Yeah. There's so many terms for so many things, and you become offensive if you use the wrong one, and I just don't keep up on the list, and it's tough sometimes. I can't I can't deal with that stuff either. I, I try to be respectful oh, for to, sure. to whatever anybody's into, but it's like if I, if I use the wrong pronoun or the wrong term, it's like you got to give me a window of opportunity because yeah. I only see the world through like the lens that I have, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, I, I can't, uh, I can't be responsible for all, all the shit you're going through as well. I'm sorry that like, you're so conflicted sexually and you, you, it's, it's not a fine line for you, but it's like, cut me some slack. Here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's, and it's even more worrisome since we are going into something where we are saying words like that's good. That would be their job. Yeah. And so you're just responsible for every word you say. And when you just don't know what is on that list and people start attacking you, I was like, I just did it. Well, in fairness, I think we are making an attempt to educate ourselves. Yeah. If not, if not, like incredibly slowly, like we we didn't do a lot of research going into this, but we're trying. I think I think if that's one thing people should be able to tell is that like we're making an effort. Right. And yeah, I, I think enough people understand like just an effort and like, Oh, I just honestly didn't know I'll change my ways. If, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think I just want to be Miley for, for like the rest of the day. Yeah. And just kind of live out that life. Yeah. I think just after this, I'm still, I'm just going to talk like Miley and just not tell anybody and just, I think, I think you did a pretty good job of it. It was way more fun than I thought it would be. 
Yeah, and she, you know she's a, a fun person and, right. and kind of you know lets you um, lets you act more uh, liberated. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I try and do and say whatever, but you know she's just really she's she has this like weird sense of confidence that I don't. That I guess, <laughs> agree with or no it's i don't understand yeah. I, I wish i i wish i could channel that on my own you know but I, but i don't know how she does it i guess that comes from being a celebrity at a young age it's like you feel extra important that that you can say whatever the hell you want right and you kind of have to be such a big personality to get away with it yeah Yeah, to either get away with it or even just to be noticed or just in you can't be kind of i mean for acting like there's certain so many different what are you gonna say sorry i was gonna i was gonna make it about about me yeah uh and or more so stand-up in general that's like that's why I don't identify the one reason I struggle with like performing comedy is like, I don't identify with being that big persona that's on stage at all. So it's like, Oh, if I can't do that, why am I wasting my time trying to perform? I understand that fear. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to be somebody who's like Miley Cyrus. Right. And I think at least stand up lets you navigate in a different gear. Yeah. Where you don't have to be that, and I, you know, with musicians, obviously, you don't have to be big and crazy and stuff like that. There's other musicians that prove that, but this it also, true. but it also allows you to uh, be as big and crazy as you want to, mm-hmm. as well, and you can get away with it. Yeah, so. and some and people like take time to develop that and grow into it, mm-hmm. and you change along the way, like like Miley has done. Yeah, because she's only like 21 or 22. That's yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, and so. she's. She hosted the VMAs recently. Yeah, I did this, not watch it. I didn't watch it either, but this big thing, it's in this giant arena. Everybody's watching it on TV. And at 22 years old, she's like in charge of the whole fucking thing. I'm seeing this whole event. Yeah. I know we talked about this in previous episodes, but like having that kind of responsibility and power at that age is just wild to me. Yeah. I mean, we almost lose our mind just recording a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's millions of people listening, but, you know. In, in Yeah, we're not the VMAs. Right. That's probably a good thing. I don't yeah. want to be the VMAs. No, not, not but, this early in at least. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we did our job. I think we showed up and put something out there. I think so. And we and we booked something and, you know, Kyle fell through again. I, I told myself I wasn't going to get mad at Kyle today, uh, and I won't. Okay. I, I'm going to be above it. Let's take some deep breaths. He'll I be think fine. We're good. I think we're good. Um, so is there any, any closing words, anything else that you uh, you need to end this podcast on? I would just conclude by saying that you never know what you're going to get on here, so <laughs> stay with us. Please do. Yeah. Um, this has been We Book Celebrities. Uh, we will get another great celebrity who will actually show up. Uh, thanks to Kyle, thanks to Dan, and thanks to myself. We will for sure book a celebrity. You bet. There will be more bookings. Yes. Please uh, please stick around, and we will see you on the next episode of We Book Celebrities. Thank you very much. Bye.